Joshua chapter number one. I am going to commence reading with verse number two and conclude with verse number three. Joshua chapter number one, verses two and verse number three. The words of Joshua is as follows. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I have said to Moses. Our key verse is verse number three. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. For a few minutes this morning, I want to preach from the subject, where are you headed? Where are you headed? Take your seats and pray along with me. Our Father and our God, in the immaculate name of your son, Christ Jesus. Father God, it is preaching time and your servant needs the inspiration of your Holy Spirit. In spite of his faults, in, in spite, Father God, of his fatigue, Father God, it is his prayer that he speaks words that will be used for our education, edification, but most of all, your exaltation. It is also his prayer, Father God, that the words that will come forth from my mouth will move someone closer in their relationship with you. Father God, it is my prayer, Father God, that you would just move by your spirit in this city, move by your spirit in this county, this community, this country, Father God, and in this church. Father God, it is my prayer that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Amen. Where are you headed? Where are you headed? The book of Joshua records the plight or the story of God's chosen people, the Israelites, to force their way into the promised land of Canaan. Let me say that again. The book of Joshua records the story of God's chosen people, the Israelites, to force their way into the land of Canaan, which was the promised land. And the leader of those efforts was Joshua, who succeeded Moses. If you were to read the book of Joshua, you will quickly discover that the book encompasses promise, pursuit, and possession of the land of Canaan. Promise, pursuit, and possession as it relates to the promised land of Canaan. Now, Joshua's legacy was really sealed in Joshua chapter 24, verse 15, because Joshua let the people know that he took issue with them serving false gods. So Joshua wanted the people to know that you cannot mix serving the God of all gods as well as these false gods. So Joshua made a 
a statement in Joshua 24, verse 15, a very well-known passage of scripture. Joshua let the people know or encouraged the people to choose which God that they were going to serve. But he said, he said, as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. So if you were to read the book of Joshua, you'll quickly discover that there are 24 chapters in the book of Joshua. The first five chapters, chapters one through five, you'll read about the Israelites entering the land of Canaan. The Israelites entering the land of Canaan. In chapters 6 through 12, you'll discover the Israelites conquering the land of Canaan. The Israelites conquering the land of Canaan. And finally, in chapters 13 through 24, you'll read about and discover the Israelites dividing, dividing the land of Canaan. So you'll discover the Israelites entering the land of Canaan, Canaan, conquering the land of Canaan, Canaan, I don't know why I can't pronounce Canaan this morning, and dividing the promised land of Canaan. Now, our focus this morning is on Joshua chapter number one. There are two things that you need to know about Joshua chapter number one. First, there was the commission of God to Joshua the commission of God to Joshua. That occurs in the first nine verses of Joshua chapter number one, verses one through nine. And lastly, in Joshua chapter number one, verses 10 through 18, you'll discover the command of Joshua to the people, the command of Joshua to the people. So in chapter number one, God commissions, commissions, calls and tells Joshua to lead his people into the land of Canaan. Now, of course, you all know that from Genesis chapter 12 or from the study of Abraham, you'll, just, you'll know that God gave the promise of this territory to Abraham. And he gave that promise in Ab uh, to, to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verse 7. He also made mention of it in other scriptures as well. So now it is time for the people, God's chosen people, to conquer or move into their promised land. And so Joshua is the leader of these efforts. But this is not going to be an easy thing to do for the people. They have given, they have been, they had received the promise. But receiving the promise and receiving the possession, those were two different things because there were some physical barriers to them conquering the land. Things that they saw with their natural eye. First of all, you need to understand that at the time that they were conquering the land, the Jordan River was flooded. So there were no boats, there were no bridges. So it was going to be difficult for them to cross the Jordan River. The banks were flooded. The scripture tells us you'll discover that from Joshua chapter number three. So, it, so first they got to deal with the fact that it is that, that they have this water, there's no bridges, there's no boats, and they got to cross this, cross this river. Secondly, you need to understand that they didn't really have no army. They didn't have an army at all. They didn't have, no, they didn't have an organized army. 
They didn't have any weapons, and they're going to have to deal with these these uh, group, seven groups of of enemies. Let's call them seven groups of enemies that they were going to have to deal with in conquering this land. Not to mention a walled a walled city. So there are many many physical barriers to them conquering the land. Nonetheless, God commissioned Joshua, called Joshua to lead these efforts, to lead his people into the promised land. So after giving the instruction to Joshua, he gave him uh, some, some things, well, a couple of things that he talked about or that he shared with Joshua, God shared with Joshua. He talked about borders. He talked about borders or the boundaries of this territory, but he also talked about the book. That is the book of the law. He told Joshua to meditate on his word, meditate on the book of the law. So when we talk about the book of the law, or as I mentioned here, at that particular time, we're talking about the first five books of the Bible written by Moses. So God gives this instruction to Joshua about borders, about the territory that he's going to give. But the key to receiving or possessing the territory lied in faith and obedience to the word of God. So that's why he talked to him about the book of the law, talked to him about meditating on the word of God. So after that occurred in the first nine verses, then verses 10 through 18 of Joshua chapter 1, Joshua then commands, commands the people and gives them some instruction to prepare to go in and take the promised land. So that, in a nutshell, is a summary of Joshua chapter number one. My brothers and sisters, you need to understand that this is the end of a decade. If you haven't already been aware that it is December the 29th, we only have a couple more days in the year 2019. So we're about to end a decade. We're also about to start a new year. So what typically happens during this particular time is that people evaluate, look back on their year, and begin to set what are called these, they call them, a lot of people call them New Year's resolutions, or they set out or ponder their goals for the upcoming year. So those things that they did not get accomplished in 2019, sometimes they reevaluate and look forward to 2020. Many of us look forward to the goals or set goals that we have for the upcoming year. But I want to pose the question, where are you headed? And the most important question really might not be where are you headed, but where are you headed and how are you going to get there? So the questions are, where are you headed? But more importantly, how will you get there? And by what method will you get there? You see, long before there was GPS and cell phones, we had what were called road maps. Now, young people might not know what a road map is. But I recall there was a road map or a, a map of all of the cities 
in all of the states. So I remember, and oftentimes these maps were sold in like gas stations or convenience stations. So if you wanted to, if I wanted to go from Tallahassee to Tampa and I didn't have a, I didn't, I didn't really know, I didn't have anybody to tell me, or I couldn't get directions from somebody, uh, then I would buy a road map. I specifically remember buying a road map for the state of Florida. So that road map for the state of Florida took me any place that I wanted to go from Tallahassee to any other place in the state of Florida, Miami, Jacksonville, the road map gave me those directions. But then when I got to the city of Jacksonville or Tampa or Miami or wherever I was going, I still needed directions to get where I wanted to go within the city. So I would buy a city map. I remember going to the going to the store and purchasing about 15 different maps. And can you all imagine, and oftentimes you would see people pulled off to the side of the road reading and studying their map. And, and I'm, I don't really, I really want to say something else because oftentimes the man would be driving and, and well, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. But you would see people on the side of the road reading, reading their maps. And I've often talked about the ways in which we can serve God. I talked about how we should serve God through our faith. We should serve God through the facts. That is the Bible. And we can also serve God through our feelings, but that is really not the best way to serve God. We should never serve God based upon our feelings because what? Our feelings change, right? Our feelings change, but what doesn't change? The facts never change. And quite honestly, our faith should never change. Your faith, your faith, your faith, that is your walk, can be a road map or GPS to where God is taking you. Your faith or your walk can be a road map or GPS to where God is taking you. And I'm going to show you that in scripture. Your faith or your walk can be a road map or GPS to where God is taking you. I want to bring your attention to Joshua chapter number one, verse number three. This is our key verse. Joshua chapter one, verse three. Let me read this verse again for you and slow down a bit. Joshua says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. So God is speaking to Joshua. Notice two words here, have given, have given. This is God talking to his people. This is God talking to his people, God's people. This is God talking to his people. I know I'm repeating myself, but I'm repeating myself for a reason. This is God talking to his people. God sending a direct message to his people. 
And what is the direct message? Direct message is, I have given you. I have given you. I don't claim to be some great English scholar, but the word have means possession. That means it's already yours. Specifically, the dictionary describes the word have as to possess, to own, hold for use, or to get, receive, or take. So God has given a message to his people. God has given a message to us that he has get, already given us territory. He has already given us territory. I believe Paul bear witness to this in 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. Paul says, but as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard nor entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Let me back up again. God has given a direct message to his people that he has already given us territory. So God has already prepared things for his people, those of us who love him. So how do we get those things? My brothers and sisters, we obtain those things that God has already prepared for us by way of our walk, by way of our faith. We obtain these things by way of our faith. This is why God told Joshua to meditate on his word day in and day and night because it was going to be necessary for, for it to educate him, empower him, and encourage him throughout the challenge that lies ahead. So many of us face many challenges, but we have to remember that God has already, the scripture says, I have given you. God is talking to his people. God has already prepared things for you and I. And the way that we get to those things is that we have to walk by faith. So what your foot or your walk of faith can yield? There are four things that the scripture tells us that our walk or our foot or faith can yield. That's why you see the pictorial in the back of me that has, I guess, three different, well, technically probably four different directions in which this person could walk. This person could walk forward, walk to the east, walk to the west, or backwards. But the scripture says, every place that the sole of your foot will tread, I have given you. So all we need to do, my brothers and sisters, is walk. So here's number one, Joshua 1 and 4. Number one, your foot, walk of faith, can yield property or possessions. Your foot or walk of faith can yield property or possessions. Joshua 1 and 4 makes this pretty obvious. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, 
the river Euphrates. He's talking about the boundaries that I mentioned or the borders. All the land, that's property, right? All the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. So number one, your foot or your walk of faith can yield property or possessions. The scripture says all the land. But number two, your walk of faith can yield protection. Look how God does things. Joshua 1 and 5 says, no man shall be able to stand before you. That's not, does that not sound like protection? No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. So God is offering both his presence and protection. Now, you got to understand what is going on here. They don't have any weapons. They don't have an army. And God is telling them to go and possess the land that is not unoccupied, right? The land is occupied, right? The land is occupied. Okay, maybe we'll talk about that in the future. But, but in, in chapter 2, in chapter 2, Joshua sends a couple of spies. And I think Joshua knows a little bit about spying, right? Joshua and Caleb knows a, knows a little bit about spying. But, so the land was occupied. But God is saying here, not only am I with you through my presence, I'm also with you through my protection. So your foot of faith can yield property or possessions. Your foot or walk of faith can yield protection. But I love number three, your foot or walk of faith can yield promises, promises, promises. Joshua 1 and 6 says, be strong and of good courage. For this, for to this people, you shall divide as an inheritance, an inheritance, an inheritance, the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. So again, the promise was given to Abraham. And now they are going to inherit the promise that was given to them. I keep saying, I'll go back to Joshua 1 and 3. God is talking to his people. He's talking to you and I. He says, I have given you. That's past tense. It's already prepared. How do we get there? We're going to get there through our walk of faith. So our walk or our foot of faith can yield property and possessions. It can yield protection. It can yield promises. Many people will like number four. Your walk or foot of faith can yield prosperity. Prosperity. Everybody wants prosperity. Everybody desires some type of prosperity. Joshua 1, 7 and 8 says, Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do all according to the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. So your prosperity is directly tied to two things, your faith and your obedience. Your faith and your obedience. Your prosperity 
is directly tied to your faith and your obedience. This book of the law, verse 8, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it, meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do all that is written in it. For then, for then, you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have what? Good success. So your success, your prosperity is directly tied to your faith and to your obedience. So let's recap again. Your faith or your walk can yield property or possessions. Your faith or your walk can yield protection. Your faith or your walk of faith, your foot or walk of faith can yield promises. And lastly, your foot, walk of faith can yield prosperity. So I got a couple of more questions for you. Are you headed for property? Possessions, promises, protection, prosperity? Are you headed for property, possessions, protection, promises, or prosperity? You can be if you step out and walk by faith. As I mentioned, God has given us many visions goals and dreams. He has given all of that to us. But the way to live a victorious life is going to be directly tied to, number one, our faith and to our obedience. Let me remind you that God has given, already given, property, possessions, protection, promises, and prosperity where are you headed